This is episode 79 with Tony Reyes. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer, forever athlete, and personal performance coach. Today, I sit down with Tony, one of the most inspirational people I've met through the show. Tony is relentless, starting his journey, weighing in at 406 pounds. He just completed a marathon at the end of 2020. The story of how he got there is what we dive in today. And Tony shares the highs, the lows, and ultimately how he found motivation that he could tap into to make the changes he's made. He loves the mantra, they don't know me, son. But today's episode will shine a light onto Tony's story to help you know him a little bit better. His journey has changed my perspective on what it means to be relentless, and I know it will do the same for you. So please welcome on Tony. For context, you just completed a marathon what, about a month ago at this point? Yeah, a little over a month ago. I don't really know how I did it. I just know, like, you know, it's it's like when I was, I was 406 pounds. So when you're at that weight, like things are put into different perspective for you. It's not like, oh, I just want to look fitter for summer. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like I just, I want to fit into these pair of jeans again or something like that. It's literally like life and death. I finally was able to like kind of wake up out of this like fake facade of happiness and bravado that I was putting on for the world and for myself that was like, no, I'm happy this way. Like I, I'm the funny fat guy. Like this is who I am. This is, it's all good. But it's like, it, it's, it's not all good. And I can feel the effects of this weight. And so, you know, it's a, it's a hard question to ask. How did you do it? How was I able to do it? I feel like, I don't know how it was just like, I had to, like, there was no, like, there was no, like, I, you know, want this for superficial reasons or anything. It's like, if I don't do this, I will die early. Like it's, it's as simple as that. As soon as I was that brutally honest with myself, then I was able to start making smarter choices in life. And it didn't happen overnight, you know, by any means, it's not like one day everything clicked together, but it was a slow build. And, you know, I've had as many ups and downs as, as and yo-yo dieting experiences as the next person. But I just feel like in the last two years, I, I, I have really dedicated my life to this. Yeah, I think, a, I guess a better question would be, how did you start in a way that you were able to build momentum in your favor and keep it going? Because you mentioned the yo-yo dieting. I'm familiar a little bit more having watched the documentary that you put out on YouTube it wasn't like the first time that you tried, you had tried several times before. What was it? What was different this go round that helped it stick? Well, I mean, it definitely having a kid puts your life under a new type of pressure. Having a son, I just wanted him to have someone to look up to. And I was not that person because I, I didn't respect myself. So, you know, I didn't respect myself. So it's like, how how is my son going to respect me if I'm okay, just kind of like living this life that I'm not truly happy with? How can I tell him to like go and live a life that, you know, can make himself happy? So anyway, I feel like that's what, a big thing that was different was having a son. But also, I approached this differently. I, I made it okay if I if this took a long time. I, mm-hmm. I made it okay that this like... In my mind, when I was, you know, because when I started this go around, I was, I was at like 370, I think, or something like that, 365, something like that. 
I wasn't at, I hadn't gotten all the way back up to my habits because I was, you know, all, all over the place. I had made it okay that this was going to take a long time. And I made it okay that I was just going to be working on this for the rest of my life. This is just now a part of what I have to accept. There's no 30 day fat loss plan that I'm going to do. That's going to work for this. There's no, you know, 60 day cleanse, some trendy diet because I've, I've been there. I've literally been there on every single diet I've tried. Like, you know, of the past decade, I've been on it because I've been trying to lose weight since I was in high school. You know, in high school, I was over 300 pounds. It's been a lifelong journey of getting really amped up, going all in, having this brand new thing that I'm excited about. And then 30 days later, 60 days later, a couple weeks later, I lose that motivation and it just goes away because I'm trying to go too hard, too fast. And so what was different about this time was creating a plan making a plan that I know I could stick to, making a meal plan and a nutrition plan that I knew I could stick to, not doing things like, I mean, I did keto for a year Mm. and felt great. My liver was shutting down, but I felt great. (laughs) Personally, energy levels felt great. I was losing a ton of weight, but I couldn't maintain that forever. A lot of things like, like Atkins I did, South Beach I did, I did paleo, I did, what was the men's? It wasn't Jenny Craig, but there was like a men's meal plan thing that my mom had got me on in high school. I don't even know. Dude, I've been doing this for so long that it's just like this time I just I really had to have a plan that I know I could stick to. And I had to make it okay in my mind that this was going to take me the rest of my life to achieve. And Hmm. once I did that, I just started started working for it. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but what I'm hearing is it's those little tweaks and having been in the fitness industry for a number of years myself, like it makes me so happy to hear you say that because that's something that I try to preach to people and people that I work with all the time. I'm like, we don't need to overhaul everything right now. It's just going to be these subtle tweaks here and there. It's still going to be hard work. Don't, don't get it twisted, (laughs) but it's these little things that are like, we swap this for this. We start maybe running a half mile, running a mile. Like when you first put it out into the world that you wanted to run a marathon, what was your running training at the time? Oh, dude. It's <laughs> at the time, you can go back to my Instagram. And I, on January 1st, I said, I'm running a marathon at the end of this year. Hmm. On January 2nd, I went for a run and I could not for the life of me, run further than 0.3 miles without stopping. So it's like from going to running 0.3 miles to the end of the year running a marathon, that's a freaking journey. And I would not like, that's probably too fast, but I just, I really wanted to push myself. I mean, it was, it's possible obviously, but that, that was difficult. So yeah, but you, you have to, you have to be willing to put in the work. I mean, like I put everything into this. There was no, I haven't missed a single workout in two years, like six days a week. I have worked out whether uh, family members have passed away, whether a work commitment comes up, whether like whatever it is, I have to find a way because this is a commitment that I've made to myself. Mm. And, and in the past I would, I would put that secondary and I would, I would, I mean, I would, I put that at the bottom of the list a lot of times. And so now I have the mindset of no, 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 this has to come first. That way I can be a better father. 
that way I can be a better husband because when I'm working out and when I'm, when I'm staying true to the word that I made myself, then I, you know, I'm a better person for it. There's been a lot of crazy things that have happened in the last two years, but nothing that was enabled me to make an excuse to, to miss, to miss a workout and to miss, and it's not even a workout. Like, it's not like I'm going beast mode six days a week because my body would crumble, but it's like just dedicating time to yourself to focus on your mental health, on your physical health. Like some workouts, I mean, two days ago, my workout was literally, I stretched for about 15 minutes. I did 20 minutes of meditation and that was my workout. And it is, and like, that's what it is. That's what my body needed, but it still counts as just taking time for yourself. I feel like that's another thing that people get wrapped up in is like, you know, trying to like break their, break themselves six days a week. It's like, Hey man, this, you're, you're in this for the long haul. This is the long game. You're not going to, that's not going to work. Yeah. I, dude, I think that is absolutely huge that you just brought that up. I think there's this misconception out there that a workout has to be a hundred plus burpees and like leave you back aching, dripping sweat every single day. And if it's not that it didn't fulfill it. And I think that's obviously we're on the athletic mindset podcast. That's the downside of around the athletic mindset sometimes is trying to do too much too often when really I've talked on it here before slowing down to speed up is the best thing that you can do. Taking 15 minutes to stretch your body and then 20 minutes to stretch your mind through meditation. That's deep, deep growth. There oh, is going to set you up so much more in the long run, because really, as you're touching on it, it's sustained performance. We don't right. want to. It doesn't matter when you're not a performing elite athlete. It doesn't matter how you perform, like at on game day. It just matters how you perform on a day to day basis. And I think that is a real big key that a lot of people miss yes, in their, their definitely. routines. Definitely. Definitely. And, and now, especially now that I, that I, I released that documentary, I've, I've been getting a lot of people reaching out to me to ask me for help about like how to start weight loss and how, how mm-hmm. I, how I did it and, and, and whatever. And, and they all see my workouts. Cause you know, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm victim of it too. I didn't post a, a sick Instagram video of me stretching and meditating. <laughs> no, like that's the stuff that of, makes the difference though. And it sucks because yeah. it's not sexy. It's not, you worthy, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And so, so it's like, I try to post a lot of my stories and so I'll, mm. I'll talk about it on my Instagram story. So that way can people, people who are following can still see like, yeah, I'm not, you know, it's, this is part of the journey too. You know, like you said, stretching your mind, that's a, that's a great expression. But so I'll, I'll get these people who are like, hey, yeah, I want to start like, what do I, what, how many burpees a day should we do? A thousand? Do you think a thousand? You know, like <laughs> it's like, no, man, just take it slow, like walk you know, walk, drink more water. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you had mentioned it before, just adding little things and taking little things away and adding more things in. And it's just, it's a slow process. And if you don't see a single result for 30 days, good, that's fine. It's okay. Like, just like I, that's, that it's, it's so hyped up to, mm-hmm. to get the fast result. And it's just, you can make a fast result. It's if it doesn't last though, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I, what I really like about your journey and your story, I knew the first year that you really dove into this, it was the Spartan race at the end of the year that you had something to shoot for and keep you accountable. Then it was the marathon. I think with both of those at its core, 
it gave you a deadline. It gave you something to shoot for and hold you accountable throughout the process. It gave you something that was like, all right, the days that you didn't feel like it, you didn't feel motivated. You had something to still go out and check, not check the box, but still out and go do, you know what I mean? Whereas so many people, I see it when they start this journey, they're like, well, I hope to lose this weight by, you know, 30 days from now, 60 days from now, whatever it may be. I think you really did a good job balancing the sustainable lifestyle changes that you needed to have made with a little bit of inpatient action towards an actual deadline. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. I I definitely had some inpatient action because I I looked at it like, man, I have spent so much of my life, like uh, like, uh, almost a third of my life, let's say I lived, spent about 30 years just like not reaching or striving for my full potential within my within my own body like i'd always Mm -hmm. applied my mindset i'm i I would say i'm a pretty driven person and so i'm i'm driven or i i was driven in every other aspect of my life except my own body my own mind my own weight loss and it's and i know it's always been something i've wanted since i was little i remember thinking oh i'm the fat kid in class like this Mm -hmm. is you know, like in sixth grade, when all the other kids are do at, at sixth grade camp, when all the other kids are able to do the rope climb, and I'm literally the only kid that can't swing on a rope. I'm like, oh wow, I yeah, I'm the fat kid. Like that's how that's how this works. It, since then, I've wanted to change that about myself. And so, yeah, man, it's just it, it's a, definitely an impatient action, but you have to balance it. You have mm. to balance it, or else it's just not going to last. It's not going to be sustainable. And it, and that's different for everybody. That's different for everybody. So what I did is not going to work for someone else and, and vice versa. Yeah. I, dude, you're just dropping so many truth bombs here. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. Like my journey, your journey, it's unique to us. And that's, I think the downside people to social media, to the YouTube videos, the Instagram posts, they see that Snapchat, that snapshot of moment in time. And they're like, holy crap, I can't believe Tony ran a marathon. That's insane. Like, I want to be like him. But they don't see all the stuff behind the scenes that you had to do. But at the same time, it was unique to you. Like, that was your process. I think all of us need to go through our own journey to achieve that, whether it's a marathon, whether it is just showing up for ourselves on a day-to-day basis and keeping that word to our commitment. We all need to experience that to some extent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just putting yourself in uncomfortable positions, I mm. feel like, you know, helps you kind of figure out how hard you want to push and how, you know, how much, how much you want it. And I, yeah, man, running a marathon is, was so far outside of my comfort level and my comfort zone that that's why I wanted to do it for sure. It's like, that's, you know, that's, that's what was motivating me to do it is because I, I didn't think I ever could. Yeah. I want to talk about the race, the event itself, because marathons are obviously hard enough when all the stars align, you feel good. You wake up on race day and you're like, let's hit it. You had a stress fracture come about what a week before two weeks before. Yeah, it was, I I think it was actually a month before it started hurting. And I thought this is like definitely bad. Doesn't feel good. And so I didn't run for a month leading up to my marathon that 
I like the first time I ran was the day before the marathon. I was working with a, a camera guy who was coming to film the event. And so he was like, I just want to test out. He was doing this one wheel and yeah. uh, he, he was using a one wheel and holding the camera at the same time. He's like, Hey, can you just jog? I want to see like what your pace is and I like how, how I can match you. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jog. And I'm like, and by the way, this is the first time I've ran in, in a month is to test your camera out. <laughs> and, I'm, and tomorrow I'm running a marathon. It was brutal, man. It was brutal. I had a, an injury to my foot. It ended up being a significantly bruised bone in my foot and a sprained tendon. I actually I just got the MRI results yesterday. And so, and I'm still dealing with that. I can't run for another six weeks, which mm. uh, I, I guess I'm very lucky I didn't tear the tendon is what my podiatrist says at the marathon. So I'm lucky for that. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it, it was, you know, obviously everyone had to deal with COVID and so the race got canceled. So it was like dealing with like trying to like plot out my own race was a, was a way more of a pain than I thought. Cause it's like 26 miles turns out to be pretty far and you can't just do that anywhere. Cause I wanted to, I wanted it to be relatively flat. I mm. wanted to be, you know, protected from cars and stuff. I didn't want to have to deal with cars. So try, trying to find a, a course for that in orange County, it was a little tough, but yeah, man, it, it, I feel like I did the, the, a marathon in the worst possible way that I could have done it. So the next marathon I do, if there's even one like assistance table or, or, you know, a finish line or one person, like, you know, a few people cheering for me, that'd be like, Oh, it'd be so sick because yeah, I did it the most brutal way possible. Like the only other thing is like the weather was perfect. So Mm. that I can't complain about. I I guess it could have been worse if it started raining or something, but yeah, it was crazy, man. (laughs) I'm laughing, man. Last May, I decided to run my first marathon solo as well, kind of plotted a course. And it's funny, I, I'm in outside of DC at the time of this recording, I'll actually be living in California by the time this is released. But I drove three hours, stayed at my friend's beach house, because I wanted to run flat. And I wanted a course that was just perfect. And I was like, sweet, like I got everything lined up. I had like my nutrition pack all set, like, shoe inserts again like going for like i want the perfect conditions i wake up and i'm like planned for a 7 a.m start pouring down right absolutely <laughs> like pouring and i just kind of laughed to myself i was like of course this is perfect this is the perfect start like yeah. and i just went out there and did it and i think i hear my story but i, I hear a lot of my story and what you went through too it's like of course you're gonna have a big old bone bruise in your foot and a sprained tendon. Why not? But you have the mentality be, to get through that, to push through needing the perfect thing. It's not going to be 75 and sunny all the time in life. And I think people really need to get okay with still showing up for themselves despite that and yes. stop giving, looking for that easy way out. Cause I think old you would have been like, well, this is perfect. I don't actually have to follow through with this. Hell yes. Oh, dude. <laughs> Old me would have been looking for an injury like that. I would have been like, oh, thank God. Yes, I'm going to make a video. I'm going to just have the biggest pity party about this foot and lie and say like, oh, I really wanted to do it. It's like, that's the old me. Like that absolutely would have been the old me. And like what you said is is perfect, man. It's that mindset that that really can be applied any to anything. 
Like, it's mm. not just like, oh, you want to run a, mine, a marathon? Cool. Here's the mindset you need. No, like I'm taking what I went through with this marathon experience and applying it so many other facets of my life. It's that mindset of like, no matter what, there's literally nothing that is going to stop me from doing what I want to do, except for myself. And like, it, there might be things that get delayed or things that have to, you know, I might have to adapt and change the plan around. But at the end of the day, I'm always going to be working towards the thing that I said I was going to do and, and finding a way to get it done. And that's the mindset that I have changed. And that's honestly like the biggest key to this whole journey it is it's not the perfect macros and it's not no carbs after six. And it's not any of that other crap that people talk about. It is the mindset shift in yourself to accept nothing but working towards what you want, not hitting your goals every single time you're going to hit them, but at least working towards that every single day. Tony, my friend, that is why I wanted you on the show. You just, <laughs> you just described to a T what I fully believe to be the athletic mindset to encompass that behavior, because really it is, it's just about showing up for yourself and doing it relentlessly and doing it consistently. And people start to notice that they really, they do. And it is something that is inspiring. It's something that is almost intoxicating People want to be around people like yourself that you've now that you've made the shift, because I think a lot of people out there, they really do struggle to show up for them. It's so easy to be like, oh, let me show up for my wife. Let me show up for my kid. Let me show up for this. And I found and what I'm hearing in your journey, too, is when you start to show up for you, it's actually the most selfless thing you can do. It benefits all of those important people around you so much more. You show up so more with much more clear head, a clear just body around your family, your coworkers, everything. Yeah, man, absolutely. It is the most selfless thing you can do because like it's hard to, to justify waking up before everyone else to go get a workout in or staying up past everyone else's bedtime to get a workout in or, you know, trying to fit it in on your lunch break like whatever it is it, it is difficult and man when I wasn't doing this and like you could say like oh well I you know I spent no time on myself and spent all the time on on my wife and on my family it's like yeah I was spending that time but I was an unhappy asshole like I was not you know I was just wasn't happy I was easily frustrated easily agitated like mm. everything was bothering me because I was always on the edge of you know, exhaustion because of my sleep apnea. I, you know, my body hurt all the time carrying weight around, which just, I wasn't living a, a happy life. No matter how much I said I was and how happy I was like pretending I was, it really wasn't like it's, and, 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 you know, that's a, a truth that everyone has to face for themselves. Like, and that's, that's where that journey starts is when you, when you can actually be honest with yourself. Like I need to dedicate time to myself. Otherwise I'm, you're, you're not going to be a good parent. You're not going to be a good spouse. Yeah, man, the scheduling thing part, the scheduling part of it sucks, but, but you have to find a way to, to, to get it in to, mm. to maintain that, that level mindset. It's funny. You meant you bring up the scheduling stuff. It's challenging, but I think if you shift the view to like, you know, how it impacts these other areas, like when you started showing up for you and you got this, these workouts in and you were okay with whatever it looked like that day. 
I'm sure you noticed like the quality of time that you spent with your wife, the quality of time that you spent with your son, like that improved tenfold versus just the quantity was, you know, being right, there. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, and especially now with quarantine and everything, we're spending all kinds of time together. Yeah. But, um, you know, back then I was still commuting to Pasadena every day. And so like my schedule was wake up at 4 a.m., do my workout from 4.30 to 6, come home, shower, get ready, get dressed, pack my lunch from 6 to 7. And then at 7.15, walk out the door, head to head to drive to work, be at work by 9, because I was, you know, commuting about an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes, um, get to work at 9 and work until 6. And then, you know, it would take me like two hours to get home. Some days, some days it would take me about an hour. But then it's like, then I have like an hour of time to spend mm. with, with, with my family. And it's like, if I wasn't working out, if I wasn't waking up early, I, I wouldn't have gotten to see them in the morning before. And I wouldn't have gotten to see them late at night. And so it's just like, yeah, that quality of time just amplifies. And so, and especially if you're working that much during the week, which thankfully I, I didn't, I stopped doing that job because it was just too much. I was just, I wasn't getting to see my family at all. And so I switched jobs up, but the weekends were so much more meaningful because I had already accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish during the week. I'd gotten my workouts in and now I can just fully like enjoy my family on the weekends. And it was just like, yeah, man, it's just such a great feeling. And, and if you're not doing the things that you want to be doing, if you're not hitting those workout goals, if you're not, you know, pushing yourself and, and, and striving for the best version of yourself, that's, what's going to take up your mind. It, on the weekends, like when you actually do get to spend time with your family, when you're, when you're actually like spending that quality time together, I feel like your, your mind's just clouded with all the mm. things that you didn't do. And, and, you know, I don't know. I just, I think it's, it's, it's definitely, it's just so much, it's so worth it, man. Yeah. Nothing's worse. I think for just performance in general, when your body is in one location, but your mind is on something else. Mm -hmm. The, yes. the differentiating factor between really high performing people in all areas of their life is they're able to just be here and locked in here. And it doesn't matter if it is a really, really important board meeting with CEOs from all over the world or spending you know time reading a book to their kid. Like they're there they're, right. and they're not getting those two crossed up mixing. That's a great way to say what I tried to say in an 11 minute ramble. <laughs> I love perfect. it, man. I oh, love that's it. Great. That's great. I, I do want to touch on just the, the run itself because quite honestly, I got chills watching the documentary. And for those of you listening in, we'll plug it in the show notes because like I said, it is moving. But when you are looking at the camera and you are just stating that you're relentless and that you are just going to keep going. Nothing can stand in your way. Those, I think, words, we hear them all the time, but you did a fantastic job capturing the moment because they didn't feel hollow when you were saying that. I think a lot of times people fall into this trap where the self-talk is there, but it's hollow words. It's not backed up by their actual action. How did you get to that point where they were aligned with who you actually were at your core. 
when I'm thinking or when I'm doing self talk, I am thinking about who I want to become. And I also think about who I was and the darkness that my inner inner talk was, you know, before I before I made this change. And so when I'm, you know, at mile 18, and I'm freaking dying, I mean, my feet, I've never felt pain like that. I don't have that big tolerance of pain. I'm not like some tough guy, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I am not that guy at all. So to push through a mountain of pain for me is, is a big deal personally. And so I was like, it was insane. It was insane. I was like my legs, my back, the, my hips from like limping and everything. Cause you know, when you're, when you're limping a marathon, your whole body is connected. And so like, it affects my neck. It, it affected everything. It, it was insane. I think the only thing that didn't hurt were like my wrists. I don't I feel like everything else was on fire on at mile 18. You know, I don't think that I'm, I've never had self-talk where, you know, it's hollow words. I think a lot of it is like talking myself into it. Like, mm. no, 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 you are relentless. Like, you know, even though I feel like I need to stop, this is insane. My body's killing me. Talking myself into it, making myself believe what I'm saying is a part of it, but also really thinking about my I, like I said, I do two things. I think about the darkness that I came from and, and the potential of who I want to become because I feel like I, I'm nowhere near my full potential, nowhere near it. And so if I'm working towards that, who is, what is my, the best version of myself? What would he do right now? And I think about that and, and the best version of myself, the full potential version of myself would grit down and get it done no matter what. And so it's like, man, I don't feel like that guy. I feel like shit. I feel like quitting, but I know that that best version of myself out there somewhere would get it done no matter what. Get off the bench, go be that guy, go get it done. And so that's what, that's kind of what I tell myself to, to, you know, especially in moments like that. Yeah, man. It's all about living into that future self in this moment. I'm hearing you just didn't, you stopped asking for permission from other people and you finally gave yourself the permission to live into that every single day, every single training session. And that's what I'm talking about with consistency. You're able to get to where you're at now and you're just getting started. Absolutely. Just getting started. It's so cool to see what is next for you. What is the, the next thing? What's driving you at this moment? Oh man, there's, there's a lot. I had to like, I, I want to do a lot of things. So, but, and I feel like that is definitely, I, I just talked about it recently in a, in a video about new year's resolutions and like, they're great. But when you, when you spread yourself too thin, when you have 50 things you want to do, when, when everything is a priority, nothing is a priority. And so I, I, I really wanted to dial down what I wanted to do. Ultimate goal is to complete an Ironman. I, I want to complete an Ironman probably in the next like few years, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rushing that process. I'm not going to do an, I trying to do an Ironman with a broken foot. Like that's not <laughs> did that been there. It was fine. I did it pushed through. I got that from my cookie jar in my mind and now I'm leaving it there. <laughs> um, I, you know, I really want to train correctly for an Ironman and, and be prepped and like feel like, you know, mm -hmm. pretty, pretty athletically ready for that. I'm not there yet. So this year, I am focusing back on Spartan racing. I am actually announcing today I am a 2021 Spartan athlete. So Spartan race, go. 
Yeah, man. Spartan race hit me up and, and wanted me to become one of their athletes. So I'm so excited, man. I, I'm going to be doing a ton of Spartan racing this year. And, and so that's, that's really what it is. I, I had set a goal a long time ago to do, I, I think it was probably like eight years ago to do a Spartan trifecta, mm. which is where you complete all three of their distance courses within the calendar year. So a sprint, which is about a 5k, a super, which is about eight miles, and then a beast, which is a half marathon. And, and of course, it's like not just the distance. Yeah. The Spartan races, they jack you up everywhere possible. So it's like the distance, the terrain, the elevation, and then not to mention a ton of obstacles. And if you fail these obstacles, you have to do 30 burpees every time you fail an obstacle. So these are pretty intense events for anyone that doesn't know. And so I'm, I'm excited, man. This will be the first year that I finally hit that goal that I wanted, a Spartan trifecta. And I'm going to travel a little bit, uh, you know, obviously pandemic pending, but I hope to hope to get up to San Francisco for a Spartan race, to Washington for a Spartan race, maybe even Utah for a Spartan race. And then I'm going to do obviously all the California Spartan races because that's where I'm located. So I'm pumped, man. That's that's what this year is. All It's all Spartan race this year. I love it. I have yet to do a Spartan race myself, but I think it is uh, time Dude, that I get to that You're moving down to California. Let's do it. So I'm actually, I'm going to be doing Long Beach High Rocks, which is similar-ish to Spartan. Okay. It's like 1K runs with some strength style stuff in between. If you're not familiar, we'll uh, we'll talk off the air about it. When Got it. It's yeah. in April. Well, it would be a fun I'm, time. I'm a Spartan athlete now, so Spartan race is the best. Now. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, I've never, now, I haven't heard of it. I'll check it out. I'd, I'd love to. Yeah, I think it'll be fun, man. And I love the Ironman goal as well and the ambition there if you need any assistance with the swim stuff that is my bread and butter i do uh, i, I am, do <laughs> i am more than happy to help show you some basic techniques there i got five quick rapid fire questions for you before we close out here they're the fast five one word one sentence answers Oof. number one what's your go-to podcast that no one's heard of at the moment oh <laughs> What Tough a good bat, question. Right? <laughs> yeah, that nobody's heard of. Dude, I'm pretty basic. I hate all the big ones. Okay, that no one's heard of. Wow. Okay. I love Tiger Belly. Not familiar, but so okay, perfect. Good. Good. I'll have to check yeah. it out. I appreciate check it. Check it out. It's it's it is has nothing to do with mind, fitness, betterment. It is a complete opposite. It is just a comedy podcast. It's hosted by Bobby Lee. And it is just like it is like my guilty pleasure when I just need a, a chance to break off from all the intensity. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's good. selfishly, I'm about to embark on a two week long road trip to get out to California. So I'm really just looking to collect podcast recommendations. So I'll, I'll add it. it to the list. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. Number two, favorite book in the past year. David Goggins can't hurt me. I heard you record. I heard you reference the cookie jar there. And the I, I knew jar. right away. Oh, dude. He, his book, his book changed my life. It's on my desk right now. It, his book, like can't hurt me is it's the greatest book of all time. And I've read it now. I've, I've read it three times. I've listened to the audio podcast. I don't even know how many times. I mean, I was listening to that during my marathon. I can't tell you how much that <laughs> David Goggins has changed my life. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his story is a powerful one as well. And I think it's really something you learn something new each time you read it. There's a new takeaway. There's always something else to unpack there to help you in that current season that you're at. So good for you for 
going back to it time and time again and still getting something out of it. Oh yeah. I love it. Number three, what is a quote that you live by? Comfort is a slow death. Love it. One thing you can't live without. I mean, family, obviously, right? Because it's like, like, <laughs> like I'm not going to say that. <laughs> They're right there. They're right in the other room. Right you can't there. say it too loud. In the other room, you can probably hear them. One thing I can't live without is my family. But if it wasn't my family, if it was like, I don't know, something mundane or whatever, it would be my uh, my camera, my film camera. I love, I'm a photographer, filmmaker. And, and yeah, that, that would be something I couldn't live without. I need that. Love it. They go hand in hand, I think. You do a good job yeah. documenting your family there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Last one, number five. What is your one word focus at this point in time? Consistency. Just being in all facets, just with life, with everything. Like, I feel like last year, the last couple of years has been relentless. And, mm-hmm. and that is still like, you know, it is still that. But I also, you know, I feel like when I say relentless, that 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 pulls more towards like, getting it out you know that pouring yeah. sweat like that that whole thing and it's like okay yes obviously i'm i'm gonna do that but i just need to be a little bit more consistent with you know like sleep i'm terrible at getting the sleep that i need and, and i'm you know trying to do too many things so just just consistency is really what i'm focused on 2021 for sure i love it relentless consistency why don't we put them together okay hell yeah, yeah. perfect thank you i love it i love it relentless <laughs> consistency Tony, I just want to, one, take the time, man, to just acknowledge you, the the transformation that you have undergone. But even more so than that, you are proving to be an inspiration to so many others that are looking for that validation, that permission to make that change for themselves. I really look at you and what you're doing, man, as much needed work in this world. So keep up with the relentless consistency. It's really inspiring me. I know it's going to inspire those listening in. Where can everyone that's joined us so far keep up with you, your journey as you continue to crush life as a whole? Uh, Thank you so much for saying that, man. It it means the world to me. It's crazy. My whole goal is to help people get started. I like that's all that I'm I'm doing this for is I want to get as many people started and, and happy and healthy as possible because I know how much different I feel as a person. And so you can find me Focus Fight Finish on Instagram, Focus Fight Finish on YouTube. I upload every week on YouTube and almost every day on Instagram to get get people moving. So thank you, man. I, I appreciate this so much. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Tony. His Obese to Marathon documentary can be found on YouTube and it's linked below in the show notes. I highly suggest giving it a watch. We can all benefit from being relentless towards our pursuits of bettering our life and the lives of those around us. What is it that you are relentlessly pursuing? I encourage you to keep going, to keep making strides towards your goals. And remember, if you can change your mindset, you can change your life one thought at a time. I'll see you all next week.